Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. Charlie and Mod again. Um, Been dragged into this one. Emergency, emergency two host show. Emergency mm -hmm. two host show. Um, so obviously we're going to talk about all the Shane Pinto stuff, uh, but first we're going to get into the game and probably not spend too much time on it because I mean there is a lot to talk about, but there's there are more pressing matters at the moment. I think. Mm hmm. It's um, uh, just another disappointing loss. I think when it was tied in the third period, I was almost considering coming on here and trying to give a positive spin just because after the first period, we had some really dominant stretches of play. But in the end, it's the results that matter and the results still aren't here. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, anyone tuning in, hasn't seen the game, uh, sends lose to the Islanders 3-2. to two, um, And I... There's a okay, so there's a few things I want to touch on. Um, in general, an improvement on the last two games for sure. Um, yeah, if we're looking at just the bottom line, like being like just trying to pull anything positive out, improvement on the last two games. Um, didn't feel like the other team was in it purely because of the Sens making mistakes, plenty, plenty of mistakes that were made. That said, um, but. I think I think we just need to start with the power play. The power mm -hmm. play that went one for eight. Oh, it was eight in the end. I lost track has, of how many it, it was. Is, I remember well, it, seeing one for six, but holy the crap. weirdest stat ever, I think, is that the Sens had three separate four on three power plays this game. That's true. It, it was a parade to the penalty box, and a lot of the penalties happening at the same time. So, like, there was a couple of times where one team was supposed to be starting a power play, and then it just flipped the other way. Like the Islanders. Yeah. We're starting a power play. They took two penalties in like 10 seconds, and then all of a sudden we were on the power play. Um, so it was absolute chaos in terms of that. But yeah, the box score ends up with it being eight power play chances, regardless of how long those power play chances mm -hmm. were with some of the the overlapping opportunities. That So it's not a full like 16 minutes of power play time out of those eight, but it's still a very bad stat overall. Yeah, I... Um... I'm still just floored by three separate four on three power plays. That's that's insane. Um, it's very rare. Yeah. And and uh, I'm gonna sound like a homer right off the bat. I'm gonna sound like a homer so early on. Um, this is game over Ottawa. We're Sens fans. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that there are eight, uh, you know, score sheet wise, eight different power plays. If there were so many calls that just weren't made. Mm -hmm. So many times that they just elected to not like. Um, let me see. I, I I wrote down a few that really upset me, um, and and I I do also want to talk about Stutzla specifically in the context of penalties. Um, yeah, I brought good, this up in. Thing. Oh, what was that game? Was it game game three against the Lightning? Um, I think that's the third game of the season. Yeah. Uh and in that game just it, I I didn't want to go I didn't want to go full blown freaking out about it. Um but there was a moment in that game where the refs were barking right back at at Timmy for giving them a hard time. Yeah. And I said in that episode it we are nowhere close to it being a Michael Bunting situation. That is that is it is not that bad and it still isn't that bad. It's but getting close. Some, and there are some blatant calls not being called uh, 
that or, or rather like you know Tim Stosla's drawing penalties that should be called um the one that was called was the the slashing call on him I mean you, you can't stick was knocked out of his hands there's nothing you can do there you have to call that you have to but just he was tripped twice five feet away from the ref and just no call mm-hmm. um on the game winning goal too yeah yeah and it, it it sucks um you know what look what look what look what brendan gallagher did to my boy um it, it's so unjust like he timmy is a little bit of a diver but it's unjust just because it was brendan gallagher who tried to call him out for that shit and he is one of the biggest weasels in the league and uh yeah. and the fact that timmy literally missed two games after what uh, gallagher called him out for so yeah. Gallagher was just factually wrong in that case of calling him a diver in that moment. There have been other times where he dove, but I feel like the reputation stems from that moment with Gallagher, uh, which was kind of BS. It's it's creating an actual problem. Um, mm-hmm. That said, you should win when you have eight power plays. Um, when you oh, have, definitely. I don't even know how many total minutes they had on the power play on, on ice. Um, obviously, it's not going to be uh, whatever that would add up to, 16. But... Um, Still, absolutely. The the power play is a problem, uh, and not mm-hmm. like the fun way that we said the power play was a problem last season, where we'd say like, "Oh, the power play is a problem." No, the power play is an actual problem, and I'm sick of watching it. Um, on the topic any, of the power any play, big takeaways for you on the so, as far as the since power play, just with yeah. When you were bringing that up, I pulled up the percentage stats because I was curious. I couldn't remember where we ranked at the end of last season because I do remember that we were top five and then it fell a little bit. So Mm. this is a little bit curious, right? So at the end of last season, we finished at the eighth best power play and the percentage was 23.5. Funny enough, our percentage at the moment, uh, I don't know if this is updated I don't. I think this is before the game, so the power play would be worse now for being uh, right. one for eight because it still says six games played here. But but going into this game, we were at twenty two point two, which is really not that much worse. But the thing is, it it ranks lower. It ranks twelfth, um, just because there's a lot of power plays at the beginning of the season that are just uh, doing insanely well, and I think a lot of that has to do with defensive structures and teams still settling in at the beginning of the season to playing that defensive hockey so power plays are just kind of better in general at the beginning of the season and you see more power play goals around the league but not for Mm -hmm. the Sens it's not happening for the Sens they're already they're sitting at the power play percentage where they finished last season and usually everyone in the league's power play percentage kind of goes down from the beginning throughout the rest of the 82 games so it's going to drop from here most likely especially if it keeps playing the way that it has been completely agree um it's yeah uh so i will say you know you can you can say a lot things went uncalled sorokin had an amazing game you can't expect to win going one for eight on the power play so i I think we need to make you know admit the fact that that's on the sends we as as fans can't blame anyone but the team um brutal brutal night for the power play um uh other than that um inverse of a few other games uh completely just a, a nightmare of a first period and then seemed to get it together in the second which is the opposite of the last yeah last that's rare for so, the sense usually yeah. it's the first period that's good and then we fall off in the second but uh switched it up a little bit they made it interesting but not in any way that was uh good at all because the slow start killed them really like they clawed oh, back yeah. to two and two but then uh that whole 
with with how good of a goalie Sorokin is, that hole is a little bit too much to come back from to get three on Sorokin. Yeah, and you know, it, it, you you put up a solid first twenty minutes, and this might be a completely different game. Um, yeah, for sure. Just unfortunate in that sense. Um, it did have me very worried. Not once during that first period was I thinking, "Oh, this time they're gonna be good in the second. That at the very least, they did sort of rally a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. That third. That, that was, was the. That was the positive sign from today mm-hmm. was uh, the leadership from Giroux, how he was getting everyone riled up after after he scored that goal and trying to rally the troops. That That's the main positive takeaway here is that they showed fight. It's just that it still wasn't enough. So it, it's hard to give them full credit, really, because they still couldn't get it done. Even even in the last 10 minutes of the game, like their feet weren't moving. No, not it's at just, all. They were like, tired by that point. It's just, and you could tell. Like, and I, uh, I don't, I don't want to get too like tinfoil hat ish right here. But do are are you seeing any like you know maybe they're helping DJ move along? I, I do think there's a little bit of um of a potential of DJ losing the room just because there was a lot of sequences in this game, like like you said in the last ten minutes, and also like that entire first period of guys yeah. just kind of standing around and not skating hard. And DJ's entire thing is about how he needs everyone to play hard. Um, so usually we're seeing them play hard regardless of whether or not they're actually having any success or whether or not their strategies are working on the ice. Uh, but Outside of the the middle stretch of this game, there was a lot of not playing hard. So I definitely see where you're coming from with that. And and it, it's a little bit. I would say yeah. Um, calling that a, a speculative thought is uh is an understatement. But we're thinking about. And I can't remember who it was on on Twitter. Um, I saw someone was mentioning how you know. For, it's just a thing in hockey. You're always defending your coach, no matter how much you may disagree with the coach. Like, yeah. um, in the 2022 season, the Blue Jays fired their manager, um, and immediately the whole, uh, the stars on the team were saying, "Yeah, it was time for a change." You just don't get that in hockey, so I don't think we're going to hear any, you know, honesty out of out of anyone if if there is in fact a problem with coaching. Everyone's saying how DJ's a really nice guy. The players love him. And I completely believe DJ Smith is a really great guy. Uh, I just don't know if I also believe that the players love him because I think everyone, obviously DJ included, is going to be very frustrated right now. Um, and I don't know. I this okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and ask you this without going on a complete like start rambling myself. But yep, following the 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 Buffalo game, um, I was mentioning in the chat. Um, on your episode with Jordan, um, how it is absolutely jumping the gun, but just rip off the Band-Aid, get ahead of it, fire DJ, try and right the ship now. Despite the fact that I do feel better after this game, I'm still on that side of it. Um, Has your opinion changed at all in the last 48 hours, give or take? I don't even, to be honest, that episode was such a blur that I'm not even sure if... (laughs) <laughs> I said that that they should already fire him, you know, sitting at the record of three and three. It would probably feel a little bit uh, rushed of a rushed decision to fire right. him when you have a 500 record. Uh, but now that we're below 500, all bets are off. Um, they can get him out of here as soon as like the show is over and I'd be fine with that. I don't think it's it would be a rushed decision at this point when 
we have been constantly stressing that these first 10 to 15 games are so important to actually give yourself a chance and not have to play catch up all year. And we mm-hmm. are clearly sliding into the exact same thing that we've always been doing. Um, so even though we had some good stretches in this game, I don't expect us to like, here's the thing. Even if we beat Pittsburgh four and four in the first eight, that's still not very good. No. If you're just going to be win one, lose one for a while, then it's, it's not going to be any good. And, He's got to go. Yeah, completely agree. Um, on that note, hey, uh, everyone watching the show, um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I know the the last few episodes of Game Over Ottawa have been rough, but uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you know anyone who would enjoy the show, share a link, hit the like button. We love that. Uh, we do actually, I'm just being, I'm just being really pissy right now. Uh, we do actually really appreciate the fact that anyone's watching after this absolute stinker of a last week, um, positives to pull out or not. Just wanted to say a quick thank you for, for tuning in, um, and bring in more people. And also on that note, while I'm addressing people who are watching, uh, for those who haven't tuned into game over yet this season, we're doing things a little bit differently this year where we're going to be looking at the chat towards the end of the episode. So, uh, up until that point, feel free to put any thoughts you have, any questions, whatever, just anything about the hockey game or the team. Um, and we'll take a quick look after the fact. Um, and we're going to probably wrap up talking about the game just to quickly right now, just talk about Eric Brandstrom. Um, yeah. just a really, that. really scary moment. Um, from what I could tell, I mean, I only watched the replay a couple of times, but looked like a pretty clean hit from Kyle Clutterbuck. Um, just... Just a funny way of falling, Branstrom falling on the back of his head. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen the game or the clip, uh, had to be stretched off the ice, was on the ice for quite some time. Um, I think the only update we've gotten is that you know he is alert. Uh, he is able to move his extremities. He he seems to be all right in the hospital. So still waiting on any any you know specific details past that. But good to know that at least you know he's he's awake and he's. He's, uh, you know, seems to be doing all right. Like, it could be worse, so thankfully he's all right. Um, mm-hmm. Other than, you know, obviously, you know, we don't don't really want to be, like, jumping straight to, like, what does this mean for the team? Because we just hope he's okay. But um, what what does the team do on defense now? Um, Probably Tyler Clevin, just because it's a, a left shot D being out. But, but yeah, in terms of, of Branch, I'm just... Uh, super fluke play that you hate to see just it it was a really scary moment and i'm i'm surprised that the team wasn't more demoralized after that happened like if i was a if i was a teammate on the bench and and seeing my my own teammate going through that or even someone on the other team i just i don't know how i'd be able to focus on the game after that so really scary moment and and yeah our thoughts are with all the players and branstrom's family and himself recovering in the hospital hopefully we get some updates on him soon um but yeah i think tyler clevin's gonna come up it's brutal that this team has lost two of their starting defensemen already this early in the season uh we've seen how how it's gone without zub and that's not great uh branstrom has been kind of hit and miss so far this season in terms of his play so um but you you don't want your starters to be out anyway especially two of them at the same time it just it just messes things up uh they were they were playing Brasham and Hamannick as a as a pairing all preseason, so that's what they were getting used to, and now that's just going to be more disruption with the pairing. So it's a uh, it's really unfortunate, especially for uh, the player who is suffering this injury. For sure, um, yeah, uh, and with with the team's cap issues still, you know, 
if Brandstrom does end up on LTIR, you then have a bit of wiggle room for maybe a couple extra contracts. You have a few reserves. Um, but yeah, obviously still nothing uh, big enough to make any big splashes, try and replace through trade or anything. Um, and, and like you said, that's an issue, obviously, two defensemen out already. And not the ones that we, you know, are, we're heading into the season worried about injury rise. Um, Zub obviously did miss some time last season, but the, the main concerns were Shabbat and Chikrin, um, mm-hmm. who are definitely the ones who are a bit more injury prone. So uh, already being down two defensemen with, you know, the two that everyone's kind of keeping a much closer eye on in general, uh, still not having suffered an injury yet. Um, while it, it good, uh, it just kind of feels like a ticking time bomb a little bit. Yeah, um, I get that because it's those are the guys that you still just expect to pick up injuries and, and be out for a little bit. Like every yeah. now and then, every couple every couple months, they'll miss like four games. Uh, so when that does happen, our our depth is hurting now. And and head injuries too for both Zub and Branstrom is just just brutal. You you never know how how long those can last. The c- recovery is not like predictable at all. So it's really tough. Yeah. So uh, again, hope everything's going well with uh with Eric Branstrom tonight hopefully he's uh you know doing all right um and yeah just just overall very scary play so happy to hear so far things are mostly positive on his end so mm-hmm. um yeah with that um should we kick it to the drama let's 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 oh let's get into time to, Pinto. time to rip off the band-aid uh yeah with this get... with this crazy news Let's get to Shane Pinto. So um, for those of you who um, are less addicted to the internet and haven't heard about anything yet uh, today. So uh, Shane Pinto uh, has been suspended uh, for 41 games due to something involved, something involved with gambling. Uh, The NHL has not issued any specifics whatsoever. All we know is that under the CBA, um, NHL players are not allowed to uh, bet on NHL games. Pinto did not do that. Um, the NHL has said that they are very uh, confident in their um, in their. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. They uh, following their their review of everything. Uh, they are very confident that Pinto did not um, bet on any NHL games. However. Something was going on that they are comfortable enough throwing a 41-game suspension his way. Um, and that is retroactive to the beginning of the season. So uh, yeah, thank regardless God of yeah, and regardless of his of his uh contract or lack thereof, he will be eligible to play starting game 42 in mid-January. Um and yeah, the NHL flat out said that's all we're gonna say. Uh we are not going to be releasing any more info, so still very uh, uncertain about what actually happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to go there. To be honest <laughs> I, with you, it's such a weird can, situation. Yeah, I can jump in a little bit. Like the Please. the main thing that makes it so hard to talk about this is just because of the vagueness of of what Pinto potentially did. Like 
uh, at the very beginning when it was announced or not even announced or starting to like leak out that there was going to be a suspension before the official announcement happened. Um, there weren't very many details. So then everyone jumped to thinking that, oh, he probably bet on NHL games or oh, he's probably betting on his own games. And then uh, it came out quickly that that wasn't the case. So then we're thinking, oh, well, it's probably not that bad then. But then we're all digging into the CBA to try to figure out like, oh, are they even allowed to bet on other sports or other leagues? Um, and it turns out they are. Um, mm. But it's it's this it, it was a weird situation because basically the the betting service, whatever uh, sports book he was using, they found unusual activity is the way they it was phrased. I'll put that in quotation marks uh, on the account that was linked to Pinto, and then the betting company alerted the NHL. So basically, they saw something that they're that uh, is probably against their own TOS, I would assume. And then they were like, okay, the NHL should know about this. His, his employer should know about this. Um, so I don't know what they would usually see as unusual activity. That's the thing. It's it's such a vague phrase that we just kind of have to guess. And then yeah. later, later, what was being speculated was uh, proxy betting, basically, which is when someone else is betting on his account. That that I find kind of weird though because it's his name on the account. So, like, how could how could it have gone so poorly with with his name on the account? Like, wouldn't they know, right? Like, they would know that they shouldn't be doing this with his name tied to it. So that's the weird part to me. If someone else was betting on his account, like, I don't know, was it just was it just a screw up where where Shane didn't know that this person was doing this or something? Like, it's very weird. I don't know. Like, is it one of those things where, cause it was through an American company or, or site. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's just a matter of while he's in Ottawa, he's unable to access it. And maybe he's asking someone to do it on his behalf. I have no idea. It could be VPNs exist. Um, yeah. so I don't know what, what the deal is. I'm sure he can afford a subscription to one. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah. It's just really strange. Um, there's a lot about it that we do know and so much more that we don't. Um, and yeah, the 41 games, uh, yeah, the NHLPA was heavily involved in, uh, in the situation and that's where they negotiated it too. Um, mm-hmm. so, and from all accounts, doesn't sound like Pinto's going to be, uh, fighting it whatsoever. Uh, there won't be any appeal or anything. So yeah, with the with the it. PA being involved already, I I don't know if they there even can be an appeal because I think the appeal would have to go through the PA, right? So if they've right. already negotiated what it's going to be, it doesn't seem like there's even any possibility of that, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So whatever it is, it, it must be something fairly serious. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. And hopefully, and hopefully, it is just a matter of you know until making a mistake because if 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 it is to a point where like and and and, and like and, and even this even just saying this like feels like a little bit gross just because it is complete speculation and we don't know but and if it if it is uh, a scenario where he's in need of some help i hope that that's offered to him and it's not yeah, just a definitely. slap on the wrist of 41 games you know, like whenever someone comes out with, whenever a player, it's it's revealed that a player is dealing with substance abuse, it's immediate. How can we help this player? And I'm hoping that, you know, anyone, not just, not just, you know, hypothetically, potentially pinto on the situation, hopefully anyone in the NHL who is dealing with anything along the lines of a gambling problem. I hope that there are, 
you know ways of 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 support through the NHL or, or the PA or something, um, and not just do you, you know do you remember your finger at them like you can't do that? Like do you remember if Evander Kane ever got any help for his stuff? Like was there anything related to that where the NHL tried to help him out, or or was he just on his own with that? I don't remember. I don't think I remember hearing anything about any support of any kind. Yeah. Because in my mind, I automatically think like, oh, since he isn't getting help in terms of the like, oh, going into the player assistance program, um, say for a, a potential gambling related issue, that makes me think that, oh, it's just a mistake where he doesn't necessarily have a, a like a, a gambling problem, but it's just like a right. screw up on his part where something was allowed to have happened that uh, he shouldn't have let happen. But uh, we don't I don't really know if if there's a track record of the NHL actually trying to help players with this type of a problem, because I don't I don't remember that happening with Evander Kane. I just remember it being a whole bunch of like legal drama with him going to court and stuff. Yeah. And I don't really remember anything about uh, like he, I don't think he ever went into the player assistance program for for anything like that. And obviously his uh, gambling issues were well documented. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, I think wasn't that also. Was that off season when that was happening at the time? I don't even remember. Well, it was going on for a long time, so some yeah. of it, uh, like, I I think all the news broke about it in the off season, but then obviously all of his issues like it dragged on right into right. the season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. You know, I, some people are saying that this is helpful for the Sens. I don't know if it really is. Not really, because um, here's like, the thing. The The only thing that you can say it maybe helps out with is that we don't have to make a trade to clear room for Pinto. But also, even if we were doing that and like there was no this issue didn't exist at all, um, we would be able to get Pinto back sooner, like as soon as like a few days after making the trade. Right. Once he gets up to game speed. But but now he's out until like the end of January, no matter what. So even though we don't yeah. have to make a trade and we'll get him in at a lower cap, it like he's going to be showing up with uh just over two months left in the season and like how useful is he going to be after i'm not practicing or i guess actually once he has a contract is suspended players can still practice right so i guess he'll be able to do that but he won't he won't be able to get into any games he won't be able to play in the ahl or anything so it's like he's he's not going to be that useful this season like he'll he'll probably play the last 20 games or something but um it's probably not gonna have that much of an impact depending where the team is in the standings i guess like it might even with the way things are going who knows if that will even matter in the last 20 games but that might be getting ahead of myself yeah i'm not sure what if there is any difference in you know access to uh facilities when it's in when, when the um suspension is like for off ice reasons instead i'm not sure if there mm-hmm. is anything there but um yeah uh well at, at even the, you know what least. he probably wouldn't even be practicing with the team as a whole until like his suspension is almost done right because why are you gonna have him like do line rushes with guys where he's not even gonna be playing in the game so yeah. so it, it's gonna be hard to get him back to game speed when he's actually able to rejoin the team it's it's it, it the only good thing about this is that we don't have to immediately make a trade but that's kind of just offset by not being able to get pinto back in the lineup uh, for even longer i don't i don't think it's really that much of a win yeah um i think also another important thing to note is it sounds like um the sens didn't know about it until uh i believe it was training camp that they first mm-hmm. heard about it um yep. so for everyone saying that uh uh dorian's in the clear now no uh, 
no, he's still he's still completely messed up. And and you know what? Like I think it's fair to say that like he probably would have had a deal done by now. Like there probably would have been a trade made. Um, but still, you know, still still, I, I, it hardly gives gives Pierre Dorian a pass. Um, on, on the off season. When we didn't know uh, when the team found out at first, I was like, oh, that explains everything. But no, it sounds like up until two weeks ago, they were still trying to clear room for Pinto. And uh, yeah. we're still looking at giving him like the 2.2 million for, for two years contract or whatever. So they they were Dorian was smart to not cave into high trade value uh, costs uh, to clear cap space. But it was just kind of a like coincidence that that he got a little bit lucky you know that he didn't pull the trigger on a trade before they found out about this yeah for sure um yeah i don't know is there anything else on on pinto to talk about like um i guess like i already was talking about we were talking about when he's able to return in january i do find mm-hmm. it weird that almost no one knew that the december 1st rfa deadline didn't apply to pinto i think that's very funny that there's I feel like no one on Twitter knew this when when no that idea. was announced today. And it, to me, like when I saw it immediately, I was like, is the NHL just making this up as they go? But apparently it's true. Apparently that deadline only applies um, if you're eligible for offer sheets, which obviously Pinto wasn't. So I just think it's funny that there's these little rule quirks in the NHL where just no one has any clue. Like we all thought we knew all the RFA rules. We thought we had them all down pat, but apparently not. There's still these these little wrinkles that skip through, I think. And I think that's very funny. Yeah, um, play play all the uh, franchise mode you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much inaccuracies roles. in in the yeah. EA franchise mode too. I think that's yeah. part of it because you still have people saying that uh, two way contract means that they don't need waivers, uh, just because of how EA displays the the contract yeah. details in their games. It's uh, so EA is partly to blame, but that's besides the point. Yeah, that can be a whole other episode at some point. If if we have a game that's really really rough, we'll just 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 hate on the ea games oh yeah i could i could get into that for sure yeah um yeah honestly i don't have a whole lot else to uh to talk about between the game and uh and shane pinto um i guess i think i I would pose one question to you i think this requires like some some qualifiers first like if pinto was for example like if there was no bets involving hockey at all in this situation and it just had to do with betting on other sports or other people betting on his account that has his name on it. Um, right. And it doesn't have anything to do with any hockey leagues. Like none of the wagers had to do with hockey. Uh, do you think that 41 games is too harsh of a suspension if that is the circumstance? Obviously, we don't know, but the way that the details have been laid out, that is possible. Because he he's the first one to ever be suspended for something like this, right? So it feels like mm-hmm. they're trying to maybe use him to set an absolutely brutal precedent. I think so. Um, I don't know, like not to get really really depressing, but like there have been there. This is the worst penalty that a lot of players have had for domestic violence. Oh, like, for sure, it's nuts. And I'm not saying that like you know. Oh, beating up your wife or girlfriend is is like 
you know, based on that, this should be 20 games or something. Like, no, like, they're both awful. They both should be, like, extremely, like, punishable. But I'm hoping that, like, it just... it just it just adds more question marks to the whole thing. Like my first instinct is like, oh my god, how bad is this? Um, but I think that's also just the NHL being fucking terrible at mm-hmm. punishing teams uh, and sure. players properly. Um, and not to say that you know, not not to say that it has me going, oh boy, finally uh, there are repercussions to things. Um, it it feels forty one games feels like a lot. Um, and maybe they're just doing it to scare players into, uh, making sure that there aren't any other instances of whatever this was, because we still don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the way I'm rationalizing it is just because it's reported that the suspension was negotiated by the PA or like they were involved in it in terms of like, okay, this is like, I guess as low as they could get it and, and Pinto agreed to it and isn't appealing, isn't trying to appeal like on, like through the PA or anything that does make me think that it probably was pretty bad. Um, even though some of the other like speculated details, I think don't sound that bad to me, but there's, it's just because there's missing information there. Like, uh, yeah. since the suspension was basically agreed upon and he, his statement, he just apologized or anything. He didn't say like, oh, it really wasn't that bad or anything like that. And the team, the team didn't say anything like, oh, this is too harsh. It wasn't a big deal. It, it makes me think mm-hmm. that it probably was a big deal. That's fair. Um. And yeah, it's been uh unsurprisingly with uh, with a game like that, it's been a pretty quiet night here uh, live on YouTube. So I think we'll just end mm-hmm. it with this one question here in the chat from uh, from Delta: Is Pinto a senator next year? Uh that's a tough one. I think the statements from the team today were mostly in support of the player, other than mm-hmm. like. Like they're admitting, like, oh, he made a mistake, but also that they stand by him and that they want to see him, um, like, better himself after this and and not not let it ruin him. So I think they still stand by the player in that regard. And again, if there was any, like, we were talking about, if there is any potential like help from the league in terms of the player assistance program or anything, we don't know how that works in terms of like the gambling issue, but. I would assume that the senators, if there is an issue with that, uh, with Pinto and it wasn't just like a mix up or a screw up, um, I would assume that the senators would have his back with that sort of thing. I hope so. I, I really do hope so. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think he has to be a senator next year. Um, you're not going to be able to trade him for any value. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so it's either keep him or let him walk and you might as well try to rehabilitate the asset, right? Yeah, and I, I don't think there's going to be any issues on ice. I don't think, anyway. I don't, I don't see why yeah. there would be. Um, there's been there's been way too much discussion of Pinto or Greg. No, both. Yeah, both. for sure. So, um, yeah, no, I, I would say without a doubt he will be a senator next year uh, and hopefully a much more um, effective senator next year than he will be this year if he even gets in in the last couple of months there, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. and also one more comment in the chat uh, Rusty Carr saying new goal for the Sens is to not draft players who will be involved in investigations and I'm not going to like make any character judgments on anyone who has been involved in investigations like outright but I do feel like with how much Pierre Dorian talks about character guys and his team building and stuff this is the third player in the last two years that we've had 
investigated for off-ice stuff. And I think that's a little bit of a black mark on the GM, to be honest. Completely agree. Obviously, he can't control Pinto's actions or anything, but there's a bit of a pattern here. It's never a quiet day in Ottawa. There's always some drama popping up off-ice, and I'm sick of it, frankly. It it just sucks. Just, Just one season. We just want one quiet drama free season that's mm-hmm. all we want man before this news broke literally like two minutes before i was about to take a nap i was feeling so good i was uh i was just gonna have the most chill day ever and then all of this popped up and then i was just doom scrolling twitter for like two hours and waiting for all the <laughs> updates like it fucking fucking ruined my day <laughs> to be honest like it sucked like just having to having to go through all this and process all of this uh um Obviously, obviously, it doesn't affect me that much, but it, it killed my mood. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem with us being. Um, we're we are both so bad at not letting uh, our favorite sports teams dictate how we feel for not just the day, but like weeks at a time. Oh, a hundred percent, especially when that. especially when covering them night in, night out. Like we don't get to just uh, unless we're not covering the game and it's only one of us hosting. Uh, we don't get to just turn off the game when it sucks ass. So, yeah, no. I guess. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in Pittsburgh? Oh, that's a good question. And and, and yeah, we're, we're both going to be on the, the Pittsburgh episode. Yeah, we'll be back. Um, Hopefully it will be more of a high energy show if we can actually have the sends give us something to cheer about which still winless still winless yeah. with both of us on the show it, it's cursed um, it's cursed apparently maybe we should just uh, maybe we should switch up the plan if we go Owen four we might have to rethink how how we do this i you you know not to pull back the curtain too much um but just before we go let me just check because it's i think it's a little while until we're both on a uh no well the first it, sweden game in sweden on. right yeah First yeah, so we've got we we've got a do. break of uh, one, two, three, four, five, five games without the two of us. So that gives them a shot at a couple wins, maybe. If we lose to Pittsburgh and then we win like all the games after that when we're not doing the show together, then we know that will confirm uh, it. I'm, I'll have to kick you off that Red Wings game in Sweden to <laughs> <laughs> get that win. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I am I'm not very optimistic heading into Pittsburgh. Like another defenseman down, and uh, the team. Uh, is probably just gonna be pretty demoralized after how they they weren't able to tie that game like i i'm yeah. not expecting anything at this point yeah and uh a lot of people are pointing this out but just before we go um that game against the penguins on saturday they don't play again until uh thursday night so if there is going to be a big oh, change God. yeah you have to if, do it then you have to do it then absolutely so if, if the Sens lose to the penguins um we might be seeing a big shakeup. Can you imagine if we lose that game and then we're like badly too and we're we're sitting on a loss for that many days and they don't do anything? Could you imagine? I think I would actually I think I would actually lose my mind. And then if we lose the next game that I cover after that, I think it would be a shit show on here. Yeah, it's going to be you and uh, and Louie from the Zoobcast. Mm hmm. Oof. Oof. Uh, we're it's it's just full doomer mode at this point i can't even like nothing nothing good lose lose to the penguins and doing nothing is worse than like having to deal with the whole like revamped front office Mm -hmm. and and yeah could you imagine not that i I don't want us to lose to pittsburgh but if we lose that game and then they do all the changes leading up to that next show that's gonna be fun ass show you know 
getting to dive into all of it, but uh, but that might not happen. God, imagine, yeah, going into the LA game with a three and five record and the exact oh. same team. No, no. Oh boy. All right. Well, <laughs> with that, I think we'll call it a night. Um, I missed hitting the sends button. Um, I yeah. haven't hit the sends button in a while because uh, I forgot to hit it at the top of the show against the Caps. Okay. So and I've only hit been... it once. I hit it for the Flyers, and then you covered the other two wins. So yeah, even, even just the... me, I'm I'm what one and one and four. Was I on for all the losses? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Garbage. Holy shit. So it's not even us doing a show together. Yeah, it's, it's just it's me. Just you. It's, it's just, just me. you. The you're so. you're what. I mean, we've done three shows together, so your record is also negative just because but the team's oh, yeah. record is negative at 100%. this point. But mine's worse. But, yeah. Mine's much worse because you got to do two wins uh yeah, as my solo two, shows. Yeah, my two shows without you are uh two and oh. So mm-hmm. everyone blame mod. Everyone yeah, blame mod. Apparently, apparently it's my fault. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well we'll see if that uh we'll see if that continues on on uh on Saturday. Uh, wouldn't that be a great way to spend a Saturday night? Just watch the Sens get absolutely demolished by Eric Carlson. Um, oh, it's Carlson too. I forgot. It's Carlson. Yeah. At least it's a road no. game. At least it's a road game. Oh so. my God. Brutal. It's awful. Just have the worst Saturday night of our lives coming up. <laughs> I'm so anyway, scared. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, Maude and I will be back on Saturday night following the Sens Penguins game. Um, and we get to see Eric Carlson. So that's Yay. fun, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It might be. Uh, it might be really upsetting. Who knows? Who knows? A week from now, this might be a completely different looking team. So who knows? Um, is that wishful thinking or is that so worst case point. scenario? I, I, I kind of, well, I'm kind of wishful thinking for it, to be honest, at this yeah. point. Uh, something needs, some, some, something's got to give. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, thank you everyone for watching. I uh, really appreciate, like I said before, tuning in after three stinkers. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you on Saturday against the Penguins. Um, enjoy the rest of your uh, your Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday. There's always a bright side. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a, a Friday news drop of uh, of some more horrible sense news or maybe good ones i don't know maybe good news uh, probably bad it's probably gonna be bad Let's probably be probably bad that's how it yes. usually is probably gonna be awful anyway all right see you everybody i, I just stumbled on the last two i can't I, I have to reset sorry i just stumbled on the last three words i can't say to everybody and then call it let me just give me a sec give me a sec. <clears throat> see you everybody have a good night everyone <laughs>